From the Financial Times in London, I'm Shona Jenkins and this is FT News. This week, US-backed Kurdish and Arab forces launched an attack on Raqqa in Syria, the de facto capital of ISIS, as the Iraqi government launched its own attack on Fallujah. With me to discuss this down the line from Beirut is Erica Solomon, the FT's Middle East correspondent. Erica, are these two attacks related? The U.S. defense officials that our colleagues have spoken to say that it is a form of trying to put pressure. And in a general sense, the coalition is trying to use this tactic of launching campaigns at the same time because they say that it makes it harder for ISIS to push forces into any specific area to fight back. This attack on Raqqa, what are its aims? Is it likely to actually take the capital? This offensive actually explicitly says that they will not be trying to take the city of Raqqa. There's an entire province in Syria called Raqqa. And what they're trying to take right now is actually the northern countryside, which was actually relatively unmanned in a lot of areas even before this campaign started, which is why the cynics say this is sort of an easy victory. But, you know, people who support the idea say that this is the only way to get close to the city of Raqqa and, quote-unquote, give it a squeeze, as some US officials have described the mission. Who are the forces who are involved in this push? We said that there were Kurdish and Arab forces. Can we describe them in any more detail? That's actually the crux of the issue, Shona, because this is the problem that the U.S.-led coalition is facing over and over again. Who are the forces on the ground that they're going to take in with them to do this fight? And in Syria, in eastern Syria, around Raqqa, this is especially problematic. The area around Raqqa is controlled by the YPG, which is a Kurdish militia, and which happens to be considered a huge rival of neighboring Turkey, which considers the group part of the PKK, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, and therefore, in their eyes, a terrorist group, which both the U.S. and Europe also recognize as a terrorist group. So this is the problem. Turkey does not like the fact that the U.S. is working with these forces, nor do the majority Sunni Arabs of Syria, who make up the bulk of the opposition that is fighting President Bashar al-Assad. So the U.S. needs Arab forces to get involved because they need to show that this push has some legitimacy from people from the area. Raqqa is an Arab city. Um, and that's sort of the problem that they're facing. Do they go in with Kurdish forces, who in the minds of some are seen as occupiers, or do they wait and build up an Arab force that frankly could take months or it's just unending because Turkey is actively trying to prevent this alliance from growing. Arab groups themselves are extremely skeptical. They describe a feeling of being second class. And this is a problem that has continuously plagued the U.S. efforts to bulk up the campaign in eastern Syria. So do we have any indication of the numbers involved here, particularly of the Arab forces? Presumably there are some Arabs involved in this push. I wouldn't give numbers, frankly, because the numbers are so contentious. So you have the forces that the U.S. is working with, which they call the Syrian Democratic Forces, and that's a combination of the Kurdish and Arab groups that are fighting with the U.S. They say their number is 5,000 for the number of Arab fighters that have joined on. A lot of people from the area say that that's outrageous and it's much lower. We just don't know what the numbers are. But what I can tell you is that just last weekend, U.S. General Joseph Votel did a trip to Syria, and he brought some U.S. journalists with him, and they did see 
Arab fighters being trained. But that actually raises another point in my mind, which is that if they're needing basic training, these are not your battle-hardened Arab fighters who have been part of the Syrian conflict that has been raging for five years now. They're basically looking for new recruits, which is going to be a much longer process. ISIS has been responsible for some very bloody terror attacks in Syria and Iraq. Is this a sign that they are more powerful and are resisting, or is it a sign of weakness in your mind? Is the push on Raqqa related in any way to the terror attacks? I wouldn't say that they're directly related, but what I would say is that the push to take territory from ISIS, which is, you know, according to military officials in Iraq, from the U.S., even, you know, the forces in Syria, is going well territorially speaking. They're taking a lot of territory and they are getting close to being able to at least squeeze these symbolic capitals like Raqqa and Mosul. And what that's doing is pushing ISIS more generally to take its fight into vulnerable areas, which are civilian areas. So what you've seen in recent weeks is a big surge in car bomb attacks in Baghdad, which was comparatively calm, actually, since ISIS did this huge land grab in 2014 when they seized Mosul and a lot of eastern Syria as well as northern Iraq. And when that land grab happened, the number of attacks in Baghdad actually went down quite low. And Iraqis got two years of kind of a reprieve from the type of daily attacks that they were seeing in the capital. And now people don't want to go back to that. And so ISIS is sort of using that to its advantage. It's ramping up attacks in places where civilians are suffering from the effects. At the same time, you're seeing the same tactic in Syria. This week on Monday, we had the biggest bomb attacks ever in the history of the five-year civil war in Syria, which is quite remarkable. Nearly 200 people, not quite, were killed. And that was an attack in Tartus and Jebla. And what was even more remarkable was that this was the coastal area of Syria that's considered the bastion of President Bashar al-Assad's supporters and had never really seen any serious attacks. So it was sort of shocking just for that reason alone, not to mention the fact that the, the death toll was so high. And so this is obviously raising concerns in the region that as we push ISIS out, are we actually going to make the suffering for people in other areas worse? So that's going to be a balancing act that the people fighting ISIS are going to have to deal with. Well, it sounds like ISIS is not going to be going away anytime soon. Thanks very much, Erica. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.